0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Stew with JT Brew. I'm your host, Justin Taylor. Thanks for joining us. It's week two NFL season right in front of us. We are going to talk about our favorite over under plays, favorite picks, player props, all that good stuff. Stick with us. You're in the stew. Uh, you up on trades and why you moves. You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously not a scrub To so start an institute. Make evaluations like a to do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room. Update your roster and picking juice when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than simply through sifting through do statistics to make it to our end zones through different groups, universities, institutes, down to homies kick in groups. I introduce. You get this, stew with JT Brew. Hello, and thanks for joining us again on The Stew with JT Brew. I've got my guy Chris Robin at Detroit Bestie on here for the Fantasy Six Pack. He's going to help me out as we go through some of this stuff, figure out what games we like, what we we don't, what DFS plays you need to be making, and uh, to start things coming off uh, as we get going here, uh, let's jump into the Thursday night game, we've got Minnesota, Philadelphia, uh, currently sitting at nine minus six Eagles, over under 48 and a half, I know you've been kind of working, you ran an article on this earlier, if you haven't seen it on X, video. jump on Detroit yeah. Pessi, check it out, and uh, check out his video that he ran on this, but kind of tell me some of your, your plays you like tonight.
1: Well, first of all, I should split right away. You, you, you keep calling me D- Detroit Bestie. It's Beastie, is my cat Beastie. sorry, as in, sorry. Oh, as in Beast I, Detroit I already, Bestie. I would up. Detroit Bestie. I would have already. You called are it my a Detroit day. Bestie,
0: would, but you're a Detroit Beastie. Thank you very good, much. As I, good as, I good as I say. automatically slip right off the bat.
1: It's all good. Yeah, when we look at tonight's game, uh, it, it is going to be interesting, but not as interesting as last week. My Lions beat Kansas City uh, in Arrowhead. That was something of in itself. I was awake until 2 in the morning, uh, something like that. But when we look at this game, overhaul, I could talk about this. I did talk about it for 20 minutes over at Fantasy Six Pack, but Minnesota at Philly, the over-under is at around 49 points right now. I like every I like every bit of this over in this one. I have Billy, uh, I, I don't I guess I don't have to bury the lead. I do have um, uh, Philadelphia winning this one. So watch Minnesota go in 0-2 here. But I have Philly hanging 31 points in this one against 24 by Minnesota. So I am going to bet the, I'm going to bet the over and I'm going to take Philadelphia minus the six points here. And how we get there is what uh, I'd like to discuss too. But uh, I'm pretty sure we know how we're going to get there, right? With with Jonathan, uh, excuse me, Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown, and all these guys. So, I mean, I do have a game plan for this game.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm, a, I'm, I agree 100%. I'm taking the Eagles, the minus six. I'm taking the over in this game. A lot of games have gone under recently with the Eagles, but this feels like a firepower game. It feels like both teams throwing the ball around. I've got my crazy JT Parlay Hail Mary. I'm going to read it off real quick, but go to my Twitter page at JT Orange if you want to see all my picks on this. Feel free to split this up. This is a crazy nine-teamer that a uh, nine-pick uh, parlay I'm putting in. Feel free to break it into three, fours at a time, but I'm loving Devontae Smith anytime touchdown. I got Jordan Addison anytime touchdown thrown into this. I actually took the Eagles down to the minus one and a half in here. I think they easily, I think they win by the six, but I'm clearing that they get a field goal in case. I think Jalen Hurts bounces back. I got him at over 224 and a half passing yards. So I got him bouncing back there. AJ Brown with Devontae Smith. AJ over the 69.5 yards. Devontae 59.5. I got them both going over there to kind of go with my Jalen Hurts over passing yards. Jordan Addison, you can get him. In the same game, parlay on DraftKings at 34 and a half as an adjusted uh yardage. So I love that. I'm getting him at 34 and a half. I feel like that's a slam. I think he's going over that for sure. And you can actually get Justin Jefferson down a little bit from the regular game. You can get him at 89.5. I'm putting him at 89.5. And I'm taking the Eagles over two and a half touchdowns. You said you had them for 31 points. I got him going over two and a half touchdowns. You could pile all that together, and it is plus. Thirty-five hundred plus thirty-five hundred. I love it. I'm throwing thirty on it to win one thousand eighty on DraftKings. But hey, like I said, that's my crazy nine teamer. I always love to throw out one Hail Mary of the week. Uh, But if you like some of those picks, take a few of them through three, four together, and and maybe split it up if you don't want to get as crazy high odds as I just did.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I have one as well. It's uh it's eight teams, and it's from my friend uh his name is his name is Michael, actually. But people know him as Fantasy Stoner. It's there's no in-between with him. Some people you either love him or you hate him. There's no in between. And he's one of my good friends. He pisses a lot of people off, but I I find him to be a very respectable stand-up guy. And along with these notes, which I will share sooner or later, probably like 30, 40 minutes before kickoff, I'll share my DFS notes. And I I compile it with what I have here. And the first one is Devonta Smith over five and a half receptions. That's a slam dunk. I mentioned in the video where there's there's certain uh, when we saw them play on Sunday where uh, Jalen Hurts gives a complete uh, a drive. Just to Devonta Smith. Then the next drive is just to AJ Brown. So as they start to figure this thing out, you know, in terms of, of everybody, not just uh, not just Philadelphia, it's going to be a little bit more. How you how would you put it? More a little bit more balletish. But instead of just one drive to this guy, one drive to that guy. But give me Devonta Smith over five and a half receptions, AJ Brown over five and a half receptions, Justin Jefferson over six and a half receptions, TJ Hock all love here in Detroit for TJ He gets paid back in Minnesota over four and a half receptions, TJ Hawkinson, 40 plus yards. When I look at my notes here, I have TJ Hawkinson, eight, nine targets, six, seven receptions, 65 to 70 yards. So you, you're telling me I can get four, uh, I can bet 40 plus. I would actually double that. I would put T.J. Hawkinson around 75 total yards. Jalen Hurts 40 plus rushing yards. Uh, realistically, I have Jalen Hurts for around 10, nine to 10 carry scrambles. However, you want to put it for about 60 yards. So Jalen Hurts 40 plus is a slam dunk. Give me Jalen Hurts one, one passing, one or more passing touchdowns. Absolutely, I have him around two minimum at least if they're going to score 31. Points. Points. Jalen Hurts is going to be accountable for uh, for most of them, if not all of them. And then the last one is just a, another slam dunk, boring, boring old Michigan State guy, Kirk Cousins, p- one plus passing touchdown. I have Kirk 2728 completions. I do. I have Kirk. You'll be shocked. Here. I have Kirk Cousins. Well over 300 yards passing uh this evening and two touchdowns in this one. So give me the the plus one touchdown. And again, that one is what did I say it was eight legs, something like that. That comes out to plus uh two nine to so two nine ten, something like that. So ten dollars is going to net you uh three hundred and one dollars. And again, uh just like uh, JT said, Mr. Stew, you can you know mix and match, split it up if you want to, or if you got the stones like we do, play it all in one parlay. That's the the fun of it you know
0: something to uh, remember here some injuries in the Eagles secondary so I think the Vikings are going to throw the ball around here a lot like you said I think Kirk Cousins comes out I think he throws the ball I think Addison and Jefferson you know they we learned something last week I couldn't believe the Patriots you know passed as much as they did against the Eagles so I, I think like you said all I love in all those you know these safeties hurt that nothing that just helps out TJ Hawkinson. I mean, James that's Bradberry. James Bradberry yeah, is inactive. Bradberry's hurt. Yeah, so he's out so uh, you know we're going to have to play some young guys in that secondary for the Eagles uh should open things up a little bit for the Vikings. So, I love that one. Make sure you guys get on it and check out his parlay as well as mine on the X. Uh let's get into some other games we actually like after the Thursday night game. There's a few games out there. Some stuff I'm not really jumping on. I'll run through them, see if there's anything you love about them. Uh, Bears, Bucks, minus two and a half for the Bucks, over under 40 and a half. Falcons, Packers, are minus one and a half for the Packers, that over under is 40. Bengals, Ravens, three and a half, over under 46 and a half. Jags, Chiefs, you know, three and a half there for them, over under 51. Giants, Cardinals, you know, Giants, seven and a half after that big uh, loss to the Cowboys, 44 and Amazing. a half. Cowboys Jets are minus nine. You know, everybody's on the Cowboys with the Aaron Rodgers injury. That one's minus nine. But the over-unders, 38 and a half in what should be a defensive battle. Broncos Commanders, three and a half over under 39. And then Dolphins Patriots, minus three over under 46 and a half. Any of those games stand out to you as something you really like, either the line, the over-under, or a player prop that you think is really great in any of those games?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back a little bit and I'm going to go to Kansas City and Jacksonville real quick, because again, when we look at at Kansas City, you know, they are, uh, I mean, one loss, the week one loss doesn't make or break your season, right? And they're still in my eyes until someone, until the next Super Bowl is is crowned champion is crowned. They're still the defending champions, and I would imagine you know Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes are going to be pissed, and and you know Jacksonville. Granted, at home they did make the playoffs last year, and Trevor Lawrence, and you know things are buzzing down in Jacksonville. I think. You know, when you look at this one, Kansas City is going to be just absolutely pissed off. And I think they steamroll Jacksonville. And again, I like Jacksonville as a a whole, right? As a Lions fan, we tend to root for other kind of loserish organizations like the Jets or like the Browns or things like that. But unfortunately... I think Kansas city is going to just go into Jacksonville and beat the living daylights out of the Jags. And again, that's not anything that that's cookie cutter kind of stuff. Anybody on earth could and would say that, but at you asked me what stuck out, at first glance, that Mm -hmm. would be, that would be what stuck out. My second game would be Chicago goes to Tampa Bay. And if you know, if you didn't pay attention, uh, Chicago got embarrassed, uh, their week one against green Bay. And for some odd reason, you know, just a little bit of personal business for some odd reason, Chicago bears fans on Twitter, All spring and summer, we're just talking and talking and talking and Justin Fields is this and Justin Fields is that. And even after Jordan Love and and, and the the pack dismantled them, made them look silly, made them look stupid, Chicago Bear fans still aren't, aren't, aren't willing to take the, okay, maybe we screwed up. Maybe we got ahead of ourselves. Maybe we're a year or two behind. They're doubling down on this. And you know what? It's going to be, I don't even know what it's going to be like on Sunday when they lose in Tampa Bay to Baker Mayfield, the tweets and everything that happens. Because again, I think Tampa Bay... And Baker Mayfield really hang one on him again. Because when you look at Justin Fields, still a young kid, still trying to find his footing and, and development. And people keep calling him. Is he a running back? Is he a quarterback? He threw another interception last week in Green Bay. I think Tampa Bay, when you look at this one, over unders at 41. Uh, 41, excuse me. I'm talking so fast, I'm losing my breath. The over-under is 41. And as it stands right now, Chicago is getting two and a half points. I would, I would take Tampa Bay you know, minus six, minus seven. I think Tampa Bay really does the number on them with Baker Mayfield led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in that game, I think we're looking at a a Chris Godwin game, right? I know Mike Evans... He's was looking for a long-term extension. He wants to stay there. And Mike Evans did score last week. And, and it, if any, if we've watched football long enough to know how the ebbs and flows of this thing go, and I think we're going to see a big Chris Godwin game. So any props you can get probably over, I would guess, over 40 yards, I would take that. I would take him in any time touchdown. I would take Rashad White with a reception touchdown. And so t- to be fair, that would then lend Baker Mayfield throwing two touchdowns, one one to Rashad White, one to Mike Evans and I think Tampa Bay runs away with this one early so like the third like late in the third quarter uh it's going to be a snoozer to me.
0: Yeah, I I'm from Illinois. All my friends are Bears fans. Uh the the everybody's about ready to hit the alarm. Like, it's like the the loss, the big loss of the Packers to start of the season. Everybody thought that was going to be the game, and now it's like, oh, no, we're in trouble. I, I've been saying it all summer. The Packers had the best defense in that division. If teams can score on them, that's how it's going to make the difference, and then the offense actually looked pretty good. So, now it's like, all right, maybe the Packers aren't completely out of it because they've got a really good defense. Um,
1: yeah, and love, love looks good. Body, it- y- yeah. And to be fair, there's no there. I have no ill will towards towards Chicago, the city, the the, the team, the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, or any Chicago Bears fans. But you, there, there's got to come a point where you have some goddamn humility, and that that's all that's all you needed to do, right? Is is take some humility. They were shooting for the stars and the moon, and and MVP Justin Fields MVP, and they're still still not humbled. Even after losing in Green Bay, they're still talking their crap. And again, it's nothing personal. I promise you, it's nothing personal. Yes, I am a Lions fan. So you would think it's personal. It's not. But at a certain point, if, when the, if, if, and when they lose in Tampa Bay, they're going, if they, if that doesn't humble them, then nothing will save them because I I don't know, it's going to be full blown panic pandemonium for Chicago bears fans. If they lose to Baker Mayfield down in the, in Raymond James stadium, if that's what they're still calling it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. with you. I, the Bears lose this one. I mean, it's absolute panic mode. It's panic mode. You've lost these two games early on. The Bears are in absolute trouble at that point. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. But I think I, I'm leaning the Bucks just like you. I'm leaning the Bucks in this game. Um, all these other games. The one that's interesting to me is Cowboys Jets. Obviously, Cowboys get nine because they absolutely murdered the Giants. I mean, I can't believe they still have a team after that just thrashing but it's minus nine no Aaron Rodgers for the Jets the over under the lowest of the week at 38 three and a half you know these are two really good defensive teams so now the question for me becomes usually I'd be like under 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 but now I'm worried about turnovers I'm worried about these defenses dominant so much they get so many takeaways that they end up getting a bunch of points off of the defenses any any thoughts for you on that Jets uh Cowboys game
1: yeah, uh d- excuse me, Dallas is going to make life a, a, an absolute living hell for Zach Wilson, right? We, we thought, you know, we were going to have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. And maybe that would, you know, one or two seasons of Aaron Rodgers in New York, maybe they would, they would have won a Super Bowl or a deep playoff run. This kid would learn and finally develop into that blue chip prospect that they drafted him to be out of BYU. And it wouldn't be such a in your face kind of bust, but now he's thrusted back into the limelight and he's got a Produce quickly, and most people are thinking, me personally, well, did he have enough time with Rogers in the spring and the summer, or did they just toss him aside, go, We'll get to you when we get to you, because we got a rod now. So it it's it is it's sink or swim for, for uh for him, and and I think they're gonna make his life a living hell. And when you look at this Dallas Cowboys uh defense, it's it, it's shockingly good, right? And the, the way they punch out the football, the way they ball hawk, and let's not forget me. I mean, this guy is a... He's an ogre, right? He's a jug, like oh, ogre, not in the sense of like you, you know the, those movies we see, you know, the King of the Stones or what, what's it, King of the Lord of the Flies, anything like that. But Mika Parsons is a monster. He's a madman. They're constantly moving him around. Is he a linebacker? He put you should he put on weight to become a defensive end, defensive tackle? They're lining him up all over the place, and Zach Wilson will just fold under that pressure. So I, I'm with you. I can see like seven. Several, several turnovers. And when I say several, I'm thinking around three, maybe even four turnovers in Dallas's favor takeaways, whether they're uh, interceptions, fumbles, they just grab the ball right out of Zach Wilson's hand, however you want to put it. But to me, the only bummer in this game and the loss of Aaron Rodgers is that now... It it, it, it it stifles the development of Garrett Wilson who was supposed to be this this all-world talent and he still can be but this game is going to be absolutely it's gonna it, it's gonna be so tough watching this game if you're a Zach Wilson guy if you're a Jets fan they looked they made Dan I mean Daniel Jones isn't like you know the greatest quarterback on Earth but he's not the worst I actually like Daniel Jones and this the, the way they 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 schemed up their defense Dallas did on Monday night they made the Giants and Dabble look. It was awful. You said it, you know, before you threw it to me here. So to me, Zach Wilson is going the game of this. He's going to have to play the game of his life, or he's going to lose his life. It's one of the two because Dallas is going
0: to just steamroll this guy. I agree with this. So let's get to some of my favorite picks of the week. A couple of games that I'm definitely, I'm personally going to be putting some money on and wagering on. One of the ones I like now, there's a question whether Austin Eckler plays for the Chargers. You know, that crazy game with the the Dolphins. They're at the Titans minus three, over, under is 45. I've been talking up the Chargers all offseason. I like this team a ton. I think the defense is better. I think the offense is going to be much improved. If you're the Chargers and you're going to contend this year, if you're going to keep pace with the Chiefs, this is a must-win game. You cannot lose to the Titans. You absolutely cannot lose this game if you're going to make the playoffs and you're going to be in the mix in the AFC. So to me, I'm hammering the Chargers minus three in this game. I the t- ugly, ugly game. The defense looked good for the, the Titans last week against the Saints. But man, if you're the Chargers, you got to come out. Austin Eckler or not, you got to hammer this Titans secondary and you got to put these guys away. I'm all in on the Chargers on this one.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. I had it written down in my on my cheat sheet here. Uh, that that is a that is a great game, and and Justin Herbert, he's. he's we know what he can bring to the table and what he's going to do. And again, like you said, you can't lose, uh, you can't lose to Tennessee, even though they still have Derrick Henry, but Ryan Tannehill, every time I've seen Ryan Tannehill, especially in week one, he's sitting next to Traylon. this Traylon Burks, who was supposed to be up in the caliber of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and, and Drake London and don't get me started on Drake London, even though I love that Green Bay Packers game. But to me, it's got to be the Chargers all day. And I'm not in, you're looking at the point spreads, right? You said I have, I'm looking at Tennessee plus three Chargers minus three over-unders at around 45 Mm -hmm. or so there. I think the Chargers need to win by double digits, you know, and and keep this thing rolling. And if Austin Eckler is unable to play, and that's okay, maybe they say, you know what, take take this week off, not not as a not as a, you know, FU Tennessee. We don't need Eckler to beat you anyways, but just take the week because it's still so early in the season, kind of like Kansas city did with Travis Kelsey the first week of the season. And to be fair, if that's going to be the case, I'm all over Joshua Kelly in DFS formats, in betting circles, I'm taking overs. And when you look at Joshua Kelly right now on FanDuel, he's only 6,300 bucks. And if he's going to be your lead back here this week, he's going to be in my top five uh, running backs player pool. So for, for DFS purposes, watch out for Josh uh, Joshua Kelly. I, should, I don't know him personally. I don't know if I'm allowed to call him Josh, but Joshua <laughs> Kelly would be the biggest benefactor in this game if Austin Eckler is out. So we're going to have the Chargers just throwing the football, right? And Joshua Kelly can catch passes. So give me all the Kelly I can
0: handle in, uh, in big GPPs here uh, this coming week. Yeah, I love that. Another team I feel like is kind of not completely in the same boat, but the Bills with that really tough loss to the Jets, they've got the Raiders. This feels like a Bills bounce back. Uh, The Raiders, I couldn't believe they won that game against Denver. It was ugly as could be, but they snuck it out. Uh, The one guy, Jacoby Myers, was kind of the highlight of that game. Now it's questionable whether he's going to play. as He got banged up in that game. It's minus 8.5 right now. I'm taking the Bills all day. This should be a double-digit win. The Bills should absolutely smoke the Raiders. They've got to come back. Josh Allen has got to be pissed after, uh, you know, that performance and kind of all the turnovers. I think he comes out and rocks it. I'm all over the Bills.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm, I'm seeing uh Buffalo minus eight and a half over unders at around 47 or so. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback. He's, he's bounced around as the, you know, a uh, GQ man of the hour, however you want to do. Can you get it done on the football field? The one thing that, 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 that people aren't going to say is, 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 you know, let's, let's, let's not overlook Josh Jacobs. Buffalo can blow Las Vegas out. They can blow the doors off of them, but I still like Josh Jacobs. And not only in in seasonal formats, you got to play him. You probably drafted him in the first or the second round, but in DFS circles, you're like, well, Josh Jacobs in comparison to the other guys, he's he's a modest $7,500, but the DVP right now, Buffalo 27th overall against opposing running backs and Josh Jacobs got paid we know what kind of guy he is. He's kind of an in-your-face, F-you kind of guy. I do this for me and my family. I don't care about all of you. He runs angry. I love that about a guy kind of like, you know, Derrick Henry does. So Buffalo can win by a million points. I'm still going to look at Josh Jacobs in my DFS lines and in some over-under props. I think he does find the end zone. Hell, I think Josh Jacobs could find the end zone twice in this one. Once in the air, once on the ground, you know, in in garbage time, I hate Hate that term. I hate using that term "garbage time" because it's all time is time. If you're on the football field and and it and, and it's ticking and ticking, it doesn't matter to me. I do like Buffalo to win. I'm with you 100%. But don't look past Josh Jacobs. You know, don't sweep him under the rug just because Buffalo's gonna you know hang 50 points on them. Josh Jacobs will get his, and he could be a sneaky play. As I said, just based on the mid a uh, uh, mid tier price tag, but the DVP really speaks to me. The Buff- Buffalo right now, not all that good against defending opposing running backs. And Josh Jacobs is one of the better ones in all the football.
0: I love that call. I'm, I'm playing Josh Jacobs everywhere. I think you're right. I think he's going to get his touches. The Raiders cannot just completely abandon him. Even if they get down, they're going to have to run the rock uh, to try to even stay in this game at all. So I absolutely love that call by you on Josh Jacobs. I think for sure you got to play him. And like you said, DFS, I love that call on DFS. Let's jump into your Lions. This feels like an old school classic trap game where the Lions got the big win last week. Now they got the Seahawks coming in. That Seahawks, you know, looked terrible last. I mean, I everybody was like, I cannot believe they just got worked by the Rams. It's four and a half right now, over-unders 47. This feels like a Lions game they should win, but again, now I'm real nervous. I'm real, real nervous as an outsider that the Lions that this is gonna be some kind of regression game like we've seen in the past. What do you think?
1: You're and and that's okay. You're you're allowed to think that way. And that's fine. You're allowed to think that way. But that's like old. Old eras, that same old Lions bullshit that that we've been fed here, at least me here in Detroit over the years. But this is not even there isn't even the little littlest sprinkle or semblance of of any of that old crap uh, from all the eras that came and gone, came and went. And you know we, we stick, we 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 have plucked the positive stuff. Barry's still around, Calvin's still around, but all that nonsense with Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn and all that. Bullcrap! All that stuff is gone, and you you know, I it was funny. You know, you say it's a trap game, sure, that the old old lions. But to me personally, and I'm I, I'm not even saying this from a place of homerism. I'm saying this just as a a a, a, D, a professional DFS player, a sports uh, gambler, a handicapper. However, the Lions Ford Field is going to be un, It's going to be insane. It's a dome, and people are the tickets are going that you can't even find a ticket right. Standing room only people would pay to just sit in the bathroom in Ford field just to be here. That's how excited they are. And guess what? The players are taking that, that are taking that on with them. And it started, started a long time ago with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes and their, their new GM and how many teams, this has probably happened before, right? But you know, on on Thursday in Kansas city, most of the time you, you get a cut shot of the GM and he's in the, he's in the owner's box like this, just, even if, even if they win, he's just they're just like slapping hands. Brad was on the, on the flipping sideline in his suit, just high fiving people. I mean, so trap game to me, that's not even on my radar. And when you look at what Seattle, uh, Seattle right now, I haven't checked as of late, but they lost both of their starting tackles uh, in week one. And I'm not sure they're going to be a hundred percent coming into this game. And that is, that's, that's, that's scary. I, I'm realistically scared for Seattle and Geno Smith so much. Much so, I've mentioned Drew Locke in my DFS article. What are the chances? Because when we looked at, at what the oh boy, Lions did, yeah, what what when what when we look at what the Lions did at their pass rush, especially Aiden Hutchinson, they didn't he didn't sack. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, but he pressured them and that that guy was lining up offsides all game. But all that nonsense aside, if, if, if Seattle's lost their two best starting tackles, it's going to be curtains for Geno Smith and this entire offensive line because this Lions defense is, I'm not even speaking of the secondary and Brian Branch and, and CJ Gardner-Johnson and the way they line these guys up. I'm just talking about this defensive line because if I know one thing about this team, Brad and Dan have have assembled it from, from the trenches and then worked their way out. Seattle is in for a long effing game here in this one. This it, There's going to be no traps to be had. The Lions are going to just steamroll Seattle and again not from a place of homerism just from what I've seen in in summer camps and from Thursday and and just overall here Seattle's in trouble here they can only do so much right and and Kenneth Walker the third is a local kid he played at Michigan State here Uh, I think he transferred uh, and and, and went to Michigan State but look at this thing DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett even the rookie uh, Jackson Smith I mean I love these kids I like these guys they can do some damage in maybe, you know, I'm not saying Detroit's going to win 75 to nothing, but that the pass rush and the defensive line and the pressure they're going to put on Geno Smith is going to be unbelievable. And I'm not sure if you heard the clip where, you know, after both tackles were gone, you know, they full blitz Geno and you could hear him go, Oh God, as he got rid of the, the, the pass really quick. So if, if they get to Geno Smith Early and often, and and make him pressure him. He's going to make some bad throws, bad decisions. We have the guys in the backfield that can make you pay. They can ball hog. They can. So to me, this is exciting as a lion. Now I'm I'm going to take the take off the analyst hat and go back to Detroit Lions fans. I think the Lions win this one. They hang thirty plus points. I mean, they're projected to score twenty five point eight, something like that. Twenty six points, something like that. And I I think it's we're looking at like a thirty one to 21 finals. So like, like by 10 points. So I could, I realistically, you could tease the lions minus eight, minus eight and a half. And I still think uh, we would be good in there.
0: I'm glad you said that because again, I was talking, game. this was the old feelings coming up inside where I really wanted to take the lions in this game. Cause I felt like this should be a lion's win. You convinced me. I love it. I'm taking the lions. And that, that made me think about it after you said that I am searching as soon as we get off here, Aiden Hutchinson prop, sacks. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he absolutely has a monster game. I James love the fact Houston, you brought too. Drew Locke. Yeah, James Houston. Yep. Uh, I'm a Missouri guy. Uh Drew Locke's my guy from back in the day. Would love to see him get some pizza. And I don't want to see him get killed by the exactly. Lions defense. But man, the Lions. The Lions defense looked awesome though.
1: Yeah, and I'm not I yeah, I want to clarify that too. I'm not wishing any ill will on Geno Smith, but I think there's going to be a point that comes in this know, game where Pete where Pete Carroll says, you know what, uh that we, we have this is only week two. We got better days ahead. Let's get Drew Locke some reps, you know, in the fourth quarter or something, because the, the Lions are they're a machine, and that's that's a product of, of the coaching staff, that's a product of their environment, and they that, that they just do not quit, man. They just Aiden doesn't quit. A clean, man. I mean, they just they can you know rotate guys in and out all day, and it's going to be bad news for Seattle.
0: So uh, one of the last, uh, we'll talk. We'll get through the last couple games here, and then some of our favorite prop bets of the day. I'm loving the Saints minus three against the Panthers on Monday night. The Saints' defense looked just dominant against Tennessee. I think the offense is going to get better. I I told I talked endlessly about my worries about the Panthers as the season got closer and closer. and I think a lot of those worries uh, came to fruition in week one. Uh, they did not look very good. Um, the defense has kind of tricked uh, Bryce Young into some back throws. Jesse Bates just made some great plays. But I think this is minus three. I'm loving the Saints in this game just because I think they, they went out on defense and I think they do enough on offense uh, to get this thing done. What are your thoughts on the Saints-Panthers game?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. You know what? Like I, I, we all got our own weird quips and and stuff like that. And I, I, I look for some odd reason. I look at Carolina and Houston kind of the same way, right? They, they, they both have first round uh, quarterbacks that are now starting. It just so happens Bryce Young is Carolina's quarterback now. Uh, He's, he's smaller then than we would like to have thought we've seen pictures of him wearing, you know, pumps or whatever behind the scenes. And but again, they still they have Miles Sanders and, and Mingo and Adam Thielen still around. DJ Shark Hayden Hurst is a, just a great dude. I, I love Hayden Hurst. I always want to see Carolina be successful. But right now, uh, New Orleans is every once in a while. New Orleans is never really out you know, and, and I'm not even talking about on a per game basis. I'm talking about seasonal to seasonal. They just like, they're always, I, I would, to be fair, I would anoint New Orleans America's team rather than Dallas. I, to I Call call me crazy. But if you ask, if you just do the man on the street game, where you put a microphone in someone's face and go, hey, who, what's your favorite? Like, I think New Orleans should be the new America's team because they just, they're just fun. I mean, the city of New Orleans is, is fun and what they do is fun and Rashid, this uh, Rashid Rashid Shaheed kid is going to be phenomenal. Anything you can get on him. I remember way back last year I mentioned this kid, Rashid Shaheed in bottom of the barrel and he caught a 75 yard touchdown pass and everyone was like, holy smokes, do you have a crystal ball? I was like, no, I was just, I, it was my own Hail Mary that happened to work out and it made me look well and look what happened in week one. They're, they're throwing him, you know, reverse passes and screens and all that stuff stuff so to me new orleans led by Derek carr who by all intents and purposes has kind of been a boring quarterback you know his whole his nfl career just like jimmy garoppolo so it's only fitting the two were just swapped and we move on but when we look at at the dvp you know defense versus uh versus player where where you can really hit carolina hard is in the running game and jamal williams we know i know him very well from his detroit days is a bummer of a contract and the the agent didn't call and whatever but uh, they're 25th Carolina's 25th overall against defending opposing running backs and I know uh, if I'm pulling this off the top of my head. You correct me if I'm wrong because I will be. Uh, Jamal Williams had like 18 carries or something for like 28 yards or something. It was like, um, it was unbelievably stupid low. It was like 1.2 yards a carry and so they're going to feed him the ball again and Jamal Williams is going to put up 100 yards and wouldn't be shocked to see Jamal Williams have one of those three touchdown games or let, let's pull that back. Let's give Jay Will two touchdowns. We'll give Alave one and we'll give Rashid, Rashid Shaheed a Another touchdown on some gadgety play, but again, Shahid, we're, they're trying to pull away. They don't want him to be a gadgety guy. They want him to be a legit NFL wide receiver. And I think this, this, this New Orleans offense starts to blossom slowly, and it's going to start against Carolina in Carolina this week. So heck, heck yeah, give me Carolina minus, or excuse me, New Orleans minus three. I would even be happy. Call me crazy. I know ten points is a t- in college football, it's nothing. But you know, you see forty minus forty two. Point spreads, but in col in, in, in NFL, my dad told me really at a really young age, anything double digits in the NFL really makes you turn your head, and it's like real oh ten- minus 10, minus 14. Yep. That rarely happens. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to teasing New Orleans minus 10 and s- them still covering in this one against Carolina, just Carolina completely folding, you know, down the stretch, meaning like late in the third quarter, shit right after halftime. Who who knows? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love that as an alternate bet, like change that line, move that up. I actually love that. Uh, Jamal Williams was 18 carries for 45 yards against Carolina. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Alave had a big game, 8 for 112. Shaheed had 5 for 89 and a touchdown. He also yeah. had two carries for 11 yards. So, yeah, love give it. me the Saints offense. They moved the ball. They just didn't get the ball in the end zone. So, they were they were actually a team that could move the ball. They looked good. They just couldn't finish off drives. I think they finished them off. Against Carolina, I love that bet from you. Uh, I'm jump there. I'm going to jump into uh, quickly before I throw some player props. I let my JT Parlay play of the day of the games we just mentioned. Here's what I'm doing again. This will be at JT Orange on X. So jump on there if you want to look it up. This is my bet. I'm taking Chargers minus three at plus one hundred. I'm taking Bills minus six and a half at minus one fifty. Niners minus six and a half at minus one twenty five. The Saints minus three at minus 106. Steelers plus three and a half at minus 158. I'm putting all those together. Five pick parlay, one unit, 1,804 on FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you put it Beautiful. in today, you're way better off because it was about 300 less. Last night, and a couple of the lines slightly moved this morning, so I'm adjusting a bunch of those lines. And that's where I like I'm giving myself the cover. I think the Niners Bills cover easy, but I'm getting myself the touchdown just in case. Saints, I think, cover easy, but I'm getting the minus three charges the same way. I think they win by double digits. I'm getting them the minus three, and I'm probably going to put an alternate, like you just said. I'm probably going to throw an alternate with some of these teams at about eight or nine or 10. And get myself a crazy one, throw about $10 in it for about plus three or four thousand. I'm gonna look yeah. that up. I'll post that also on my X page. But I love what your heads out on some of these games. I do think some of these are double digit wins. I like some alternates on that. So that's kind of my JT parlay play of the day for Sunday. Give me anything we haven't talked about, DFS-wise, picks, anything you love over and under player props, anything you got to kind of hit people up here in the last couple of minutes.
1: Yeah, unless there's something about I didn't know how to say it. I didn't want to shoehorn it in. in there, but there's something. There's something about this Green Bay Packers at Atlanta game that I love, and I can't put my finger on it just yet because as we look at this thing, it's Green Bay plus a point and a half, Atlanta's minus that 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 point and a half. And right now, the Packers are are the Packers are the underdog. The Packers are their money line is is plus one hundred, and I would assume I, I personally I like Atlanta to win, but I was, I was assuming that Atlanta was going to be plus money, but now that it, it, it looks like green Bay's get, I, I don't know what I want to do in this game. There's definitely something's going to come down later this week that I'm going to like about this game. Is it a, is it a Kyle Pitts two touchdown game? Is it a Bijan Robinson two touchdown game, or is it just a Desmond Ritter over, over passing yardage prop, something like that. And so maybe I should have planned better uh, about this game, but I it just this one just hit me on a whim, so I just speak in it as it's hitting me here. As we Mm -hmm. go down, you know, you 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 talked about the Raiders and the Bills and the Chargers in Tennessee. When you look at the Colts right now, they're playing, uh, they're playing Houston. The Colts have had, uh, you know, kind of in an odd start to the season with JT saying, no, I don't want to play. And then they put him on IR and then Deion Jackson is, is, is the running back and he looked like dog shit. Excuse me. Excuse my language. He looked like dog crap. He looked like dog crap, but you know who didn't look like dog crap, their rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson. So anytime touchdown score on the ground, uh that's plus 180 you can get him to scoring a touchdown on the ground at plus 180 give me that all day i like nico collins to score a touchdown in this game as well that is plus 300 and these are all these are all fan duel uh you know prizes and picks and stuff like that and so you know some of these games you know i've always been I don't know. Everybody wants to go to the the flashy, you know, the 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 sexy games, right? And I'm digging in on the Colts and in Houston. Let's stop at Baltimore is playing uh, uh Cincinnati, right? And these two teams hate each other. They've been in the same division. These two teams just d- d- the hatred is is real right and when you look at what cincinnati did not do last week joe burrow i don't even think he got to 100 yards passing and people that that, that was the battle for ohio if i'm not mistaken it was clear, the browns beat cincinnati mm-hmm, and it was and it was like oh my god nobody saw that coming nobody saw cleveland beating cincinnati especially burrow after signing that massive contract so how are they going to react or how is Joe Burrow going to react now at home against Baltimore against another quarterback who got paid and was going to sit out and everybody was a huge deal. This game to me might be my the most favorite game of the of the Sunday for me and it's a 1 p.m. kickoff Baltimore at Cincinnati over unders at 46 and a half points. Baltimore is getting three on the road in this one. I'm going to take a lot of the overs in this one. When we look at this one Jamar Chase T. Higgins, I think T. Higgins, you know, talk about a bounce back. I, in seasonal formats, everybody's already selling off T. Higgins. Like, he didn't do anything last week, and they, they're selling. So, if you can, in seasonal formats, if you can get T. Higgins for free, then grab him. I know this is a sports betting show. I love this game, and there's a lot to like it. And when we look at this one, as I said, the over-under is half. When you open up the app here and you look at some of the things – the best, the best parlay I can get out of this game would be the Bengals total points under or excuse me, over 24. Jamar Chase anytime touchdown, T. Higgins anytime touchdown, and a Lamar Jackson anytime touchdown. That one will get you it's at like plus 1382, something like that. So you're looking at Bengals over 24 and a half points, Chase T. Higgins anytime touchdown, and then Lamar Jackson scoring a touchdown on the ground as well.
0: Yeah, I love where you're at on those. Uh, a couple FanDuel uh, player props that I kind of just looked up that I thought were kind of cool, different ones. you talk about Joe uh, Burrow bouncing back. They have a Joe Burrow, Josh Allen combo. Both players go over 259.5. Passing yards, both are minus 114 on FanDuel right now. So, obviously, those numbers are a little lower than they usually be for those guys. I love both those guys on a bounce back to go over that. Talking about the Colts' uh Houston game one I love they have CJ Stroud Anthony Richardson combined for plus 500 is plus 700 on FanDuel right now I love that I think I think Aaron uh Anthony Richardson could hit some bombs in this game the Colts have historically smoked the Texans other than last year they've owned the Texans at Texas uh they've T.Y. Hilton has just killed them in the long game. I think it's Alex Pierce's turn. Alex Pierce got nothing last week. The Jags played a mile off him the entire game. I think they're going to figure out how to get some deep balls in there. I'm loving this. 500 combined yards between them at plus 700. I love it. And another one I found out there that kind of sneaky bet, T.J. Watt for the Steelers. Plus three sacks against the Browns, plus 550 on FanDuel. Now, plus oh. three sacks is a ton. We know he had a great game last week. But, man, the guy can absolutely play. And I could see him getting in this mix. And, and I could see it happening. So, for plus 550, I'm going to throw a little scratch on that on the plus 550. I think it would be interesting. For me, uh, going back to the Packers-Falcons game you brought up, the big holdup for me right now is is Quay Walker going to play and is Aaron Jones going to play. I think to me, that's where people are nervous and taking the Falcons. I think that's where the Falcons are minus one and a half right now. If not, I think this would be a a Packers favorite. So if you like the Packers and think those guys are going to play, you might want to jump on them while they're the dog. Because I think if Aaron Jones plays this game, I think Quay's game, I think it's a different story. Um, If they don't play, I think the Falcons can muck it up enough to make it a low scoring game. And maybe they pull out, uh, you know, a 13, 10, 17, 14 type of mm-hmm.
1: game. Yes. It, I, I have one more. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. Right. In in. It to go along with seasonal formats. and it it's a betting show and, but you know, to keep the attention of the dynasty players and everything. This kid in LA, uh, I, I don't want to chop up his name. I know it's I, how you pronounce it. it. It's Puka Nakua. He led the team in targets and receptions in yardage. You can get him as a first touchdown score. Granted LA is playing San Francisco and their, their defense is unbelievably good. So is their offense, but let's run it down. Let's say, let's say Puka is, is the first touchdown score of the game? You can get that one for plus seventeen hundred. I mean, that why not? If we're gonna have some fun, I know he was the number one overall waiver wire ad. He was the darling of Week One, coming out of nowhere after Kelly Stafford. Uh, my husband's having a tough time connecting with all the young kids. Well, he sure didn't look like it on, <laughs> in Week One. So let's run it back so. Exactly. let's let's put ten bucks that Puka's the first a touchdown score and at plus seventeen hundred bucks at plus. 1700 bu- at plus 1700 uh, it's going to be awesome and then we can use that later on in the day well however you want to do it give me puka to score the first touchdown in that game san francisco excuse me the rams are playing san francisco
0: yeah i love that call as a a first game part uh first game touchdown i love it Uh, i think it's fantastic
1: Couple bucks, hey,
0: why not? I, I, I'm I, one of those. Me and my friends, we like to get together. We got a little uh text group where all of us will throw one first uh touchdown in a game and we'll all play it. You know, four or five of us will all throw one in. We put together ten dollars to win you know, two thousand. You gotta love it. So, I, I'm yeah, all about absolutely. throwing those Hail Mary first touchdown scores in. So, I, I love that one. That one's one I'm gonna have to look at this week. I know you are short on time. We've tried to race through this, get as much in as we can. Detroit Beastie, my boy Beastie from Detroit. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find all your good content, all your DFS stuff.
1: Yes, you could well my my Twitter name's right there at Detroit Beastie. I'm now with uh, uh fantasy six pack.net now. I I have switched alliances, uh they wooed me, they they wind and dined me. I'm there now. I just finished my first week there uh, of content. But let's not forget tonight's game, Thursday night football, is going to be outstanding. The video is out now. I, I'm I'm feverishly switching through my the pages of check that guys. Get Minnesota is at Philly. Yeah, it's on it's on YouTube right now. It's pinned on my page. I go through it with a fine-tooth comb. I normally share my notes, uh, my notepad about an hour uh, before kickoff. And as you can see, some people go, I don't know. It, it's like might as well be like Chinese, but it makes sense to me. And there's a lot to like in this game. So make sure you watch the video. Uh, I won't give you the final score here. I gave you the final score in the video. And bottom, my bottom-of-the-barrel article, still running backs, quarterbacks, We those are yet to be released and published yet the quarterback article is out working on running backs wide receivers notes are done I just need to do the leg work and, bup, bup, bup and type that stuff up but everything this season will be at fantasy six pack I thank them for letting me jump on board and kind of bolster their DFS and sports betting side of things and again best way to reach me I'll always answer any DM I've ever gotten I've always replied back at Detroit Beastie on Twitter
0: Thank you, Chris, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Super fun show. All kinds of good information for people wanting to bet this weekend. Make sure to check me out at JT Orange on the X. Uh, Check out the DynastyProsFootball.com for all your information. ton of articles up there. Uh, check out the YouTube channel where you can find this betting show plus plenty of others. My college betting show will be released uh, later tonight. Also, if you're an IDP guy, always got to throw it out there, check out DLF, my IDP rankings, and my IDP article that comes out every Wednesday on fantracks.com. Again, thanks, Chris, for joining us. You guys have been listening to the stew with JT brew. I'm JT, your host. May the trading never quit and may your draft picks always hit. Check you guys next time. Uh, you up on trades and wire moves You ain't designed to lose Find you jumping over seemingly nothing Racking up points Makes the game a little more fun to watch Can drop release We started with the wide draft